building better relationships at home and at work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why. In this episode, Angela and Patty will be discussing the fear of getting it wrong. How to accept we aren't always going to be perfect and that's okay. Angela, I saw this meme recently. A mistake should be your teacher, not your attacker. <laughs> a, <laughs> a mistake is a lesson, not a loss. It is a temporary, necessary detour, not a dead end, unknown. I thought the meme sums it up perfectly on what a mistake is. And I had a question, why are we so hard on ourselves when we make a mistake? I know I repeatedly beat myself up when I make a mistake. In some instances, it's to the point of overkill because I'm rehashing it over and over again. Mistakes happen and owning up to them makes you a better person. Hiding mistakes or blaming others isn't good for your reputation or your relationships. For some people, the fear of making a mistake can paralyze you to the point of not taking any kind of action at all. So I have some questions for all of us to ponder. Why do you think people are afraid to fess up to their mistakes? Is it about looking bad in front of others? Is it that if they admit to making a mistake, they feel they may lose a job or worse, someone they love or admire? Is it fear of being embarrassed, mocked, or teased? What are some mistakes that are better left unsaid? Are there situations that you shouldn't confess? Making mistakes helps us learn what not to do, grow more knowledgeable, and can lead to becoming successful. Like the saying goes, I've tried that, done that, and I've learned from it. How do you get over and move on from a mistake? Those questions are so powerful about why we're so afraid to make mistakes. And, and I laughed about that meme as well. A mistake should be your teacher, not your attacker. Yes. And <laughs> I, I have to say... I would really love anyone listening if when you hear those questions and we'll have them in the show notes, if, if you have answers to share, we'd love to hear from you as well. Or if any of those questions you would like us to go deeper into than what we go into today, um, like the one, Patty, where you say, are some mistakes better left unsaid? <laughs> oh, gosh, that brings yes. some situations <laughs> to mind. But yeah. <laughs> what triggered me the most about this topic, uh, getting over mistakes and, and the fear of getting it wrong is this is the most difficult personal growth area I've faced in my life. 
And even putting together the podcast, I got triggered by the topic. That's how painful it is for me. So when, when you said, is the mistake our teacher or our attacker, I had both of those experiences <laughs> in putting this podcast together. And some of you listening may know I've struggled with illness and near death last year. But even this fear of getting it wrong is harder than what I had to go through last year. So in coming back to rebuilding my life and moving forward in my life, I'm still faced by a fear that I will not get it right. I'll not get my life right. Even though I know consciously that life is not about being perfect. So when I saw how strong the fear of getting it wrong was, it made me contemplate why, why make, this so hard in my life and I've always admired people who can own their mistakes and they give me more confidence to own my own mistakes but I still hate having to look at what I did as wrong from a fear that somehow if I made a mistake it would be worse than someone else making the same mistake <laughs> or just worse than anyone else doing anything somehow yeah. me making the mistake was worse yeah, I agree, Angela. I think we beat ourselves up a lot harder than we would a friend or family member over a mistake. It's incredible. And we almost make that um, a pastime. It's like it's going on unconsciously through our everyday actions. Um, so some of the body reactions I've noticed from making mistake uh, or realizing I've made a mistake or thinking I've made a mistake is a hot flush moving from the lower part of my body and belly and moving up to the heart and the face area. And this is associated with shame reactions and shame is connected to being publicly shamed or acknowledged as wrong, not just to one person like a parent or authority figure, but to the whole group and the community Shame and being outed for being wrong can really be connected to not being accepted in the group and considered wrong, not just in one person's eyes, but in the eyes of the group. And when you don't feel connected to the group, it's like you question your value of being equal to the others in the group and even question your right to be part of that group, which leaves you feeling not enough and not worthy. Angela, what you said reminds me of a blog post I wrote in on workplace shaming called Don't Be That Guy or Person. Employers and staff use this term when someone has committed bad behavior or done something procedurally wrong. In some organizations, they use this term, don't be that guy slash person, for humiliation or an example of what not to do the poster child of what not to be in the workplace. This definitely may be why people are afraid to speak up at work when they make a mistake. I can understand why they don't want to admit a mistake and be shamed in front of the people they work with or the whispering behind their back. What a horrible feeling being shamed, whether in the workplace, at home, or in your community. I did a poll question 
and I asked in the blog post, is shaming an effective management strategies? Listeners, I would love to hear your thoughts on this question. And the poll came back that um, no was the top answer, but I would like more feedback on that. I'll have it, I'll have that post in the show notes. How can these circumstances of overcoming the fear of mistakes change and having the courage to admit it? When making a mistake and getting caught, why is it hard for some to admit it and apologize? My husband and I sometimes argue in the vehicle when we think we are right on how to get somewhere. I'm usually wrong with the directions and I will apologize for being wrong again. <laughs> when he is wrong, he usually doesn't apologize. I think each individual person has their own way and why they do or don't apologize. It could be that they view mistakes will lead to a punishment and to admit one, they will get punished or to admit being wrong is a sign of weakness. Angela, is this something that could come from childhood upbringing? Oh, yes. <laughs> As you described how you were giving each other the driving instructions, it reminded me of when I used to fight with my brother and sister over who was right and who was wrong in the backseat of my parents' car. I was imagining you and your husband were like my parents. And where do we learn to be fearful of being wrong? Usually from our parents. And yeah. then if you grew up with siblings, you probably learnt some other consequences if you were made to be wrong, like being made fun of or other forms of torture from your big brother or sister. You can probably guess that I was the youngest child. <laughs> so I was the youngest and if I beat my siblings in a board game, I felt like, yes, I won. I'm right. <laughs> you are wrong because I was always made to be wrong because I was a little one and sometimes they played tricks on me as well so it wasn't just about shaming it was about being made to question my own sense sense of what's right and what's wrong mm -hmm. and most of the time as a youngest I was at the mercy of the older ones knowing better so even today I still question my own judgment and as a consequence if I am wrong I may cover up my mistake because I don't want to lose in the eyes of my siblings. So you can see how the game of I'm right and you're wrong, that can go on and on and on and continue into adult life. And of course, like you say, Patty, we all have our own way of playing that game and also our own stories about whether we will apologize or whether we will own up to the mistake or whether we cover up the mistake. Adults, never really change their behaviors that they learn as children until you bring awareness to it and that's the most important step the awareness of oh i do that behavior and that's what i did like when i was a kid hmm and in terms of the you are wrong and i am right dynamic this is a classic game we all learn every single human we all do this when we grow up when we start realizing that we're different to others 
often as a child, we don't know how to understand difference. And we start learning how to compare as the mind develops. And then if you're taught that because the way you are means that someone else may not like you, or you may lose something by being how you are, you can often feel you're wrong, even if you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything wrong or right. You didn't do anything. You just start to make these stories. Oh, I'm wrong because I'm not like that person. So children make up so many story stories about what's right, what's wrong, until one day as an adult, they have beliefs that are actually false. And as an adult, you can't realize that the fear of being right or wrong is based on a childhood story that you created which now really has no meaning as an adult or even a young adult. Wow. Well, I have some tips to share for feeling more comfortable and confident with getting it wrong. Getting it wrong happens, but sometimes our inner critic can beat us up to the point of being paralyzed or afraid to take action. And what can we do? Well, here are some tips. Self-reflect on what happened. What can I do to fix the situation? Can I fix it? What can I do differently next time? One of my favorite things is journal about it. Continue to write and get out all those emotions, the disappointment, hurt, shame, your inner critic, and so on. Acknowledge the mistake and be humble about it. Apologize and keep it simple and sincere. A simple, I'm sorry. Accept the consequences and do what it takes to fix it or make it better when possible. Recite positive affirmations and reflect on all the good things you have accomplished. Turn that negative experience into a positive by learning from it. Everyone makes mistakes. This is how we become a better person from these experiences. Oh, Patty, I wish I had some of your questions when I was <laughs> going through my mistake from last week. <laughs> uh, um, I've really had to work on those feelings of shame that I was sharing earlier in the body when I realized I've made a mistake because like you're saying about journaling, Sometimes my feelings are so strong that I need to talk out the emotions or write them out. And I usually talk to myself. And like you also added, Patty, about turning that negative experience into a positive experience and learning experience. I think, I think that's probably my whole, whole life journey because when I made mistakes, I got so overwhelmed by the shame or the, fear of being outed by my community or family and usually if I see a mistake especially a mistake that I've made at other times in my life I get really angry and then sad and frustrated and disappointed so there's like this cycle mm -hmm. but it starts with anger and I can't do that first step you were mentioning um self-reflect on what happened what can I do to fix the situation I'm not there yet because I'm in the emotion <laughs> and the anger is so bad that um, 
I've had to remove myself from the situation. So the anger in this case, especially mistakes I've made at other times in my life and I've done it again, is I'm angry at myself for not being more cautious or learning from my past mistake to stop repeating the behaviour. And more recently, since I got out of hospital, now I have times I'm much more sensitive and emotional. So the mistake can really make me down on myself. So this is another strategy I use to be compassionate and gentle with myself before I start reviewing the mistake and see what I can do. I, Because my emotions take over, I really have to stop and spend some solid time being gentle. And I don't change myself for, at first when I have those emotions. I see that I'm sensitive and I notice that I'm being different to my normal behavior. And if I need time to feel bad about the mistake, I let myself just feel bad. And I do that by myself. Sometimes I might talk to my partner, but I don't dump my anger on another person or I know that they're my feelings of shame or disappointment and I need to spend time with myself and the other reason I may not share with someone is that I don't want them to tell me what to do and to misinterpret my feelings (laughs) unless it's yeah (laughs) that's the worst thing if you make a mistake and somebody goes no you're really a wonderful person it's like I don't feel like I'm a wonderful person (laughs) I feel bad or it's not that bad. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I feel terrible. I don't care if you think I don't feel bad. I feel bad. Yeah, it's it's sort of they're trying to help you, but they're not because they're not actually helping you go through the murky feelings. And I do I do talk to friends who know know me though <laughs> and know how I am with my behaviors or disappointment. And so when I've had enough time to go through the emotions, I'll go back to like questions that Patty offered us. Um, And for me, I have to focus on why am I feeling that emotion? Why am I feeling what I'm feeling? So if it's disappointment, why am I disappointed? I had this experience last week where I felt I didn't listen to my intuition. And as a result, I got really disappointed and I thought, ah, now I didn't listen to my intuition. It's going to cost me more money and time and effort. And I thought that if I listened to what someone else wanted, which was not what my intuition was saying, that I had made a mistake. However, (laughs) I'm laughing this week. I wasn't last week. This week, I realized that what I thought was a mistake may actually have been another way to address the situation that I just didn't consider. Yet last week, I was beating myself up for not listening to what my intuition was telling me to do. Just like we were saying earlier about beating yourself up and making that an art form. So, Isn't it funny that our last podcast was on intuition? <laughs> Yeah. And look what it uncovered, this Pandora's box that I had to look at, which I wasn't so excited about. And in actuality, what I thought was a mistake 
was me revisiting these emotions about how I have looked at myself making a certain mistake over many years and the judgment that I have not made progress. Because that's what mistakes are. We think, oh, you're not really moving forward, are you? You're a loser. So I, I looked at that feeling of disappointment that I hadn't moved, changed the old behavior. And I revisited that disappointment of old ways of me listening to others and not myself. And that habit is just like what I was telling you about my brothers and sister before when they used to make me feel like I didn't really know what was going on. They used to play tricks on me and pretend that what I thought was right was actually wrong. <laughs> so I always questioned my judgment because they knew better in my eyes. So that dynamic is still playing out in my life. So as a result, Patty, now I'm looking at the situation and was it a mistake? Not really, but my emotions were making me feel it was a mistake. Mm -hmm. and, and that whole week, right up until uh, this weekend, actually, the last weekend, it was an opportunity to revisit these old feelings of disappointment that have been stuck in my body and unaddressed so I could let them go. So it was really interesting revelation this week. My perception of the mistake as a mistake is the biggest obstacle because the perception that my choice was a mistake is what was connected to the emotions of disappointment from the past where I thought that by not being right, I missed out on something. In, actual, in actuality, this week I realized I did not miss out on an opportunity. I did the simplest option to move forward so I could get things move, moving forward quickly. And the option that my intuition was pointing to was going to take me many more months, which perhaps could be a good option as well. But this option that I chose was going to give me a faster result. So in general, what helps me is giving myself space and to feel the emotions, not making myself go into fixing things unless it's a very important action that I need to address right now. What do I need to fix that? that mistake that maybe has hurt somebody else then of course I have to start looking at how to fix the situation but when it's a mistake that I've made in my choices I give myself space to be with myself and not make myself right or wrong and then the mistake mistake seems less scary so I can experience the emotions and then later I come back to look at the situation and just like Patty's sharing look at how can I fix this situation? What can I do here? What's the best way to move forward? And that by the time I'm doing that, the emotions have moved away. <laughs> and, um, and then I'm able to see that another opportunity lies in this situation. That opportunity can be to say sorry to myself, in my case, for judging myself or actually, oh, what did you not see here, Angela, that, that now you can see? And I also got to see the benefits of making that so-called mistakes, <laughs> which are the, the, the teaching of my lesson was, even though I did something that wasn't my choice, there were benefits to doing that choice, which I didn't realize at the time because I was too stuck in my emotions. 
Yeah. Um, I'd like to share something. I saw this quote on a friend's Facebook page and thought I would share it. Life knows no failure. Failure exists only for those who are always comparing themselves with others. Sad guru. It kind of goes into this whole thing about when the that is there a failure involved when we compare ourselves with others, which you were talking about earlier, Angela. Yeah, that's quite spins me out a bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it still rem reminds me of being a kid and looking up at my siblings and thinking they must know better. And I, and I know that program is so indentured in me, but, ah. Uh, Wow, what a quote. <laughs> yeah, it's quite, it, it, it's, it kind of, when I saw it, it just like hit me. Wow. Because we had a podcast on comparison. We had a podcast on intuition. And now we're having a podcast here on making a mistake or afraid of go, it going wrong or a failure. And it just like, wow, it just came straight straight there so Angela how can we heal from the fear of getting it wrong through your meditations and dance programs yeah I'd use meditation and gentle movement my dance now is more about I call it movement meditation and I also do meditation that's more of a seated regular seated meditation too and these classes are about listening to your body and exploring how your intelligence and perception of the body and your feelings give you new insight to how to relate to your body and how to connect to your heart and your true self. And the classes are very valuable places to connect to your heart through gentle movement that really asks nothing more of you than to listen to yourself, to go deeper into that connection to yourself and when you learn to listen to yourself and your heart you can find a gentle compassion that accepts you just the way you are so you can learn to accept mistakes and look at those mistakes as part of the journey of life the journey of learning who you are and not a judgment of how worthy you are in the classes, you don't even have to move if that's not your thing, as I use guided meditation techniques that help you to feel your anatomy. And since we're doing the classes online, you'll be in your own environment and you can engage in the class at your own level. So it's very much a class to help you determine what feels good for you, how to gently explore new ways of listening to yourself at your own pace without having to do anything fancy or keep up with other people. Uh, as one of my teachers shared this week, there are three brains in the body, which are the gut intelligence or the gut brain nervous system, the heart intelligence and the heart complex. There's a whole bunch of 
wiring that happens around the heart to the lungs as well, which is what I share in my classes. And the third is that brain intelligence. That's the one we tend to foreground in Western culture. So my class combines all three, the gut, the, the heart and the brain. And you see how you can draw on the connection between the three centers of the body and relate that to the structure of your body as well to learn how to use all parts of your body to activate the communication between your gut, your heart and your brain. Angela, by using these three, how does it help us feel better about ourselves and healing the inner critic that sabotages us when we have made a mistake? We'll recover from the experience faster and easier by knowing oneself? Yes, that's a really powerful question. The three parts of the gut and the heart and the brain are centers that work together when they're working together what happens is you'll be able to pick up the emotions from the gut center and instead of reacting from those emotions your heart center and your brain in balance will be able to balance the emotions and you'll draw on the wisdom of the heart to understand the emotion and the clarity of the brain to see the whole situation. Uh, unfortunately, where our society focuses on the brain and, and the negative rewiring of the brain from childhood or the past, which we've discussed earlier. So the classes will actually help you to understand the information from those three different centers in the body and also how to connect to them and draw the wisdom from each of them and how they're related to each other. And that's just one way we work with the body in the class. We also use other tools to learn how to use the hands in relationship to the body and use different systems in the body that the gut and the heart and the brain manage because those three centers are so powerful. They manage all the other systems in the body. So we look at how to um, use those three centers as anchors that manage the rest of the systems in the body. And it's not just that you'll recover from the experiences faster. Like if you have a shame experience, you'll, you'll recognize the shame more easily. You will. But the other piece is you'll actually get a deeper sense of self. And I think that's the problem with Western culture at the moment, we focus on the brain and getting it right and having the answers. And we're starting to know that's not working, but we don't know how to access the heart and we don't know how to manage the intuition from the gut. And we end up just sort of running by our programs from the mind, which don't work without the heart and the gut involved. It just doesn't work when we come from the mind. So it, it, you will recover from certainly mistakes faster, but the deeper sense of self is what the classes really offer, the deeper embodied self and the deeper compassionate uh, understanding of yourself. So you, if you make a choice from your brain, you're going to not beat yourself up so much <laughs> because you'll realize, oh, okay, that's just me coming from my old programs. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's very interesting. 
If you want to dance with Angela, you can find out about her online movement classes by going to dancewithangelahealing.as.me and we'll have that in the show notes. This was a tough topic for both Angela and I and we've shared some personal things, but we're not alone. And we knew that this was a topic that needed to be shared and talked about. And we would love to hear what you have to share about this topic as well. So if you have a topic or a question for us, please leave us a comment or a voicemail message on the Anchor app. You can also listen to this podcast on all major podcast listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Do you enjoy our podcast? If so, what about becoming a monthly supporter? Click on the support button in the Anchor app. By supporting this podcast with donations, it helps us continue to produce future episodes. We want to thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message. And please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback.